Hey mama, thanks for listening into today's podcast. For more resources, you can go to my website, www.preparingthehome.co.uk, where you can get free online workshops, blog posts, and the chance to sign up for the Renewed Mums program. This is an in-depth program working with you to overcome mindset, health, and routines so you can achieve what God has placed on your heart and be confident in who God made you. Here's how it works. Not only do you receive weekly videos to watch at your own pace, but a group coaching session and hot seat teaching you how to overcome negative thoughts, eat well for more energy, and much more. So you can learn, grow, and make an impact on this world. The Most High God has big plans for you. And this course will position you in a place to be ready to receive it and run with it. For too long, mums give from an empty place. This holistic program tackles your physical, spiritual, and mental health. With a private online group, weekly challenges, and God at the center of it all, you won't leave the same. When you are the best version of yourself, you can be the best for those you love. If you want to join the Renewed Moms program, secure your spot now at www.preparingthehome.co.uk. With 36% of women struggling with anxiety, this episode is so important. Erica shares her struggle with anxiety. At 14 weeks pregnant, Erica and her husband lost their precious baby, and this led to an overwhelming anxiety in her next pregnancy. So if you're a mama struggling with anxiety, listen in to the encouragement and support that Erica pours out in this episode. You're not going to want to miss this mama. Stay tuned. Hey mamas and welcome to the Mums Cam podcast. Today we have the beautiful, the wonderful Erica. Hey Erica, how are you doing? Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Yay! Okay, <laughs> let us know where you're from. I'm loving it because there's mums from all around the world that I get to interview and speak to and just sit and chat with. So yeah, let us know about you, where you're from. Tell us everything. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I'm from California in the United States, Yay. and I'm so excited to finally be doing this podcast with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So welcome, so welcome. So I know that you have four children, um, yes. eight-year-old, six-year-old, four-year-old, and a two-year-old. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Every two years, love it. Uh-huh. How, how do you find it having they're quite close together like literally it's like one in nappies out of nappies back to one in nappies out of nappies all the way through how was that well it is very challenging I will tell you that but the older ones do help with the younger ones for Mm -hmm. sure and um unfortunately I said unfortunately I'm done because of high-risk pregnancies Mm -hmm. so I had to be done I had to get my you know you know what you call it the tubal ligation And that's the only thing that saddens me. But if I could, I would have many more. But um, the Lord knows why things happen. But I'm, I'm still blessed with my precious children. I know my first one, um, it took me two years to get pregnant after marriage, almost three years. And um, so she was my miracle baby. And then, well, they're all miracles, really, because um, I don't deserve them. But the Lord granted me to be a mama. And I'm just overwhelmed with joy, chores but blessing (laughs) and laundry (laughs) do you have an overflowing laundry basket as well like probably every mama who's listening to this podcast right now 
I do. I do. And I don't get it because I do a load every day. I really do. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Sometimes you're like, ah, oh, surely it's finished now. And just as the basket is empty, they have a bath. And it's back again. <laughs> exactly. I love yes. it. Actually, so for those listening, your marriage is like super special. I remember, so my husband and I, we got married when I was 22 and I thought I was quite young to get married, yeah. but you beat me by like <laughs> years. Yeah, actually, uh, because my husband and I met when we were kids. He, oh, I was a kid. He was four years older than I, uh, but his dad um, came to help take be the assistant pastor to where my pastor was leaving. So um, I don't know how, how you say it. Um, he was leaving. So my pastor, so my new pastor and my father-in-law now was my assistant pastor. And then, so they kind of took over our church and um, that's where my husband and I met. We didn't talk to, I was 14. So, you know, being in a Christian home, you, you either, you know, you, you don't, you, uh, you want to do things right, you know? Yeah. So uh, we got, I, we started, I got engaged at 18 and got married at 19. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing. I just, I love all things marriage and parenting and families. I really mm -hmm. do. So my husband and I, we got together at 15 as well, which is. Oh, I know, wow. I know. We love these love stories. These love yes. stories that God writes only. So, um, yeah, I can, I can relate though. Now you have four beautiful children. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you are a fellow homeschooler. Yes. How, Absolutely. Have you always homeschooled? When did you homeschool? What was it like when you started homeschooling? Okay, well, I originally started homeschooling when my oldest turned uh, five years old. I did not want to. I threw a fit. I told my husband, no way. How am I going to handle this with my normal life, my normal duties with my toddlers at the time? And um, he said, no, no, you're, you could do this. You got this. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I I went to public school and I'm okay. You went to public school, you're okay. But I guess the Lord really dealt with my heart, like changed me, changed my heart, changed my perspective instead of dreading this and oh my goodness, how am I gonna do this? It's more like, hey, through Christ, I'm gonna be able to do this because it's not through me and it's not by me. Because if it was by me, I mean, it'd be ruined, you know, but because you have the Lord, because you seek his face, because you seek his encouragement, his wisdom, and by his strength, then I could do it. And then, so anything good in me, it's not Erica, it is Jesus, because mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm nothing without him, really. And um, so by God's grace, he's been helping me. And I still feel like I'm a newcomer. I still feel like I have so much to learn. Things are constantly changing with homeschooling, even with regulations here in California, but you know, we're still pressing on. And I, and I thank God that my husband really stood firm in that because he felt the kids would be safer and um, you know, other personal reasons. He just thought, you know, we, we got to do this for our children. If we could afford it, we'd probably try to do private school, but it's just way too much for four children and on one yeah. income. And um, he says, you can do this. And I believe that because the Lord helped my husband to, to have that conviction and that, that assurance in me, that then I had the assurance in myself too. And I'm just grateful for that, for sure. I love it. I love it because one of my mottos is teamwork makes the dream work. And when your husband's um, 
rooting for you and can see what God has done in you and what he's going to do in you. Like you can, you got this, babe, you got it. Like you're going to be okay. <laughs> and I'm right here with you. Ish. For sure. It just, yeah. Listen, listen, we do have to thank God for our husbands because, um, it's huge it's huge and I know not every mum listening will have that support um right. I know I spoke to a mum in the previous podcast who doesn't and it's a different level and she homeschools as well it's still possible but wow. I just want to thank God for our husbands who are there mm-hmm. and yes. who are, are helping rooting for um working so that we can stay home and and homeschool our journey was kind of similar actually because homeschooling was not an option and then well, we were supposed to put them into nursery. <laughs> we looked at the price of putting triplets into nursery. We were like, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and from then, God just kept on working on our hearts um, regarding homeschooling. Even though you look like you're cray-cray. Because mm-hmm. not many people that we knew homeschooled. Actually, there were mm-hmm. only two, two people who ended up homeschooling. Um, and that was after we made the decision to. So when we initially made the decision, we didn't know anybody who was homeschooling. So it was a really wow. weird, strange time to be in. But when God's placed a conviction on your heart, and I say this, if you're a homeschooling mom or a mom who wants to homeschool and you're on the fence, if God mm-hmm. is telling you to do it, mm-hmm. obey, obey. I'm not Absolutely. saying it's going to be easy, but obedience is better than easy. So the same mm-hmm. way we want our children to obey, it's important for us to obey too. So if that conviction is there, um, mm-hmm. definitely do it. And Erica has a YouTube channel where she shares her homeschooling journey. <laughs> there's homeschooling tips. There's so much on it. So Erica, tell us about the YouTube channel, Keeper of My Home. Yes, well, thank you. Um, honestly, that was a just, it was March. The, the, on, the entrance or the beginning of COVID and or the pandemic here in America and the worldwide, you know, and I just thought, wow, the Lord is coming soon. I got to do something with my life. I am 30 years old and what's holding me back. I don't want to be shy. I have no reason to be shy, no reason to be ashamed of my faith. And you know what? There's mamas out there that are homeschooling for the very first time. Even I'm, I'm, it could be intimidating for me and it can still be a little bit scary, but there's someone out there that has no idea, no clue. And I want to be that encouragement to them and be Jesus to them, be that, be, be a light to them, be an encouragement spiritually, but also, Hey, let me show you the practical tips that I learned um, with toddlers taught school and, and, and the resources, free curriculum, or just advice along the way. But I know that it's, there's a lot of review book reviews out there, curriculum reviews out there. So I wanted to help also with your mental health, with your spiritual health. Like, Hey, let me encourage you as a mama, excuse me, mama to mama, woman to woman, we got this. And, and through the Lord, we're going to be able to get through this together. I'm still learning, but we're going to do this together. So when I have um, new friends on, on, you leaving comments and new subscribers and you, uh, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing that God has done. And I give him all the glory for it because it, it wasn't in my plan. It wasn't in my ideas, but, but, but when you, we all avail ourselves and when we say, you know, I'm willing to put myself out there and I may receive criticism. I may receive, uh, you know, negativity. Cause you hear about the, you know, people yeah. that leave bad comments or whatnot, but you know what? it's for the Lord and that God receives all the glory and that, um, 
He's going to help me through that. And, and hopefully, even if I just hope one mama out there, even I just encourage one mom that's feeling, that's been through what I've been through, that's been in a pit of discouragement, anxiety, depression, miscarriage, all these bad things that God can turn into good. Incredibly, it's, it's how, how can God do that? But let me share you my testimony. Let me share you what God did for me and he can do for you. And that's how it all started. And it's continue to grow a little bit, little gradually. But like I said, it's not about the number. It's not about anything else, but to share my testimony, what Jesus did for me to share it with someone else. And, and that, that's what it's all about. I see it as a ministry because, you know, sometimes yes. my husband's like, what are you doing? Or, you know, are you a YouTuber? And, and you know, and I'm like, you know, I feel like it's a ministry. I feel like I want to encourage somebody. I feel like I want to avail myself and, and be that light to, to someone and, and, and be there what I needed at that time. What, what was the encouragement that I needed at one point, the lowest point in my life? And I know if God did it for me, he loves that person watching. He loves that mama waiting. He loves that, that, that that person that, that may not know God, you know, that may not have a relationship with him or that may not um, have the resources or anything in regards to homeschool as well. So that's where it started. (laughs) Do you know what? I think, first of all, I didn't even realize that you only started in March. So it hasn't even been a year and your YouTube channel is doing amazing. You're doing such an amazing job. Your subscribers are up there. So in less than a year, you have over 400 subscribers. That is fantastic, which means God is doing a work in and through you. And there are moms, like you said, who need to hear it. And I think one of the biggest challenges for moms is that lack of encouragement. Sometimes you don't know who to go to for that encouragement. But there's one Mm -hmm. thing that you said that was really powerful because I've spoken to friends, I've spoken to moms who like exactly what you said. I can't go into YouTube because of the criticism or... I can't start a blog because people are going to say negative things. But actually what you're saying is it's not about you. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. about you. You did it because you wanted to share Christ with others. And actually when we take ourselves out of the equation and we do it for God, we mm-hmm. don't really care what other people have to say as much. Um, right. you're, you're doing it for a bigger, um, better greater purpose Mm -hmm. than to get all the likes and the positivity back from everybody else like your positivity Mm -hmm. and that strength comes from God yeah and you pass that on to other people and I think mums really need you they really Mm -hmm. really need you so mamas if you need some encouragement now Erica's um, YouTube channel will be below in the show notes keeper of my home which I think is such a beautiful name as well because we really are keepers of our home (laughs) that's what we do and Mm -hmm. sometimes it might seem tedious with all the laundry and the washing and Mm -hmm. the cleaning and the ironing and everything else that Mm -hmm. seems really mundane but actually there is a bigger and greater purpose in all of that Mm -hmm. and it's such a blessing to be a mom it really is if I always say, if you allow it to be, because God can work and change you in a different way, in mm-hmm. such a different way when you allow him to. So you did touch a little bit on um, and your anxiety that you had and depression. I know mm-hmm. I went through prenatal depression, which was probably the lowest point of my 30 wow. years. Wow. Um, 
I found it really hard. And I think I found it even harder because I had two-year-old triplet girls to look after as well. Um, but tell us a little bit about your experience when you were going through the anxiety and the depression as well. Sure. Well, to be honest with you, um, to be completely honest with you, I kind of thought that was not real. Hmm. because I didn't deal with that with my first pregnancy, nor my second, nor my third. But after the miscarriage, um, the, my first pregnancy was a miscarriage. That's when it was like a whole nother level, like, whoa. Um, so I had the miscarriage. It was very um, traumatic, uh, how, you know, losing, losing that baby. I was approximately about 14 weeks. Um, so almost 16 weeks. So almost be able to tell the gender. I don't remember exactly, but um, but I had no, no doctor care because I thought, oh, I'm just going to show up and kind of like find out what I'm having. But um, so that ended up, you know, not, not going the way I planned it, you know. And um, so I told my husband, I'm feeling backache. And I went to the, uh, I went to the doctors and, and the, the radiologist said, or the, the ultrasound technician said, you know, there's no heartbeat. And I was like, what? This is not supposed to happen to me. I, I, I didn't react. I didn't cry. I, I, I was more in shock. But then when she asked me to lay down again, she said, I need to check something one more time. And that's when I, I just bursted in tears. And on the way home, my husband and I were just quiet. And we were just like, whoa, I, I didn't even get a chance to pray for this child. I, I didn't even get a chance to say, hey, Lord, Lord, heal my baby. I didn't even know nothing was wrong. But what the technician had said was that the baby had shrunk. So it had, you know, passed for about 30 days. And I was like, Lord, I thought you loved me. I, what have I done? What I was confused. I was discouraged. But I will say one thing. What and even after pregnancy with my my, my, my miracle, my son, who I prayed for, so after that, I said, Lord, heal my womb, bless my womb with life after time, you know, after praying. And I said, Lord, let grant me this one thing. Just let me have life one more time. Um, the doctor says I have high risk pregnancies. I'm This is it. Like I, need, I can only have four C-sections. So this will be the last one. And I want a son and I want him to weigh seven pounds, nine ounces, just like his daddy did. And I want uh, to be a boy and, and I have my girls and I'm, and I'm grateful for that. And so and I prayed, I put my womb, my hand over my womb and my other hand raising up to the Lord. And at first I thank God. And then I prayed for my need. And then after that, I put some worship music and started dancing. I rejoiced. I said, I thank you for my promise. The thought came to me. It was like, you're kind of crazy because you know, it's not there yet. You're not pregnant, but I still rejoiced. I still thank him like as if it was already done. Hmm. And then soon enough, I found out about my miracle son. My, the one that I have now, he's two years old. His name is Joey. I found out about Joey the same day I found out about the other baby, the day after Valentine's Day. My other baby was due October 7th. My son, Joey, was born October 8th. Wow. Um, so it's it's like, oh, coincidental. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe God said, you know, you, you without me even asking, I, I gave my baby to the Lord. Mm. I didn't even say, Lord, I want to do this, but it kind of just happened. And I kind of just accepted it. And I said, Lord, you are sovereign, not my will, but your will be done. And you're going to receive all the glory. And, yeah. and there's somebody out there that's going through what I'm going through. And it's, it's to, to be a minister, to, to be an encouragement, to be a testimony of your goodness. And it surely is. 
it wasn't easy because for, for that time with my pregnancy, with my, my fifth, my fifth pregnancy with my son, Joey, I, I remember days I would get anxiety so bad when I had to go to the doctors to get a checkup appointment. And I would feel my heart palpitating really bad. I felt like I was going to be dizzy. I felt like I was going to faint. I felt darkness. I felt like a cloud was over me. And I thought, why is this happening? If I already, you know, I'm ready with the baby and, or he's inside my womb. I know, you know, what, what's going on. And for months and months, even postpartum with my son, I, I would say even at least six months postpartum, I was still anxious. I still felt like, what if something happens to him? Mm. What if something happens to me? What if it's too good to be true? What if, um, you know, and all these irrational questions. And I think that's where we got to stop ourselves. When we have those questions and thoughts in our minds, and they're really like one in a million things going to happen. It's very irrational. It's very unlikely to happen. You need to stop yourself and say, wait a minute. I am not going to create fear and be afraid of nothing that is not even here. It hasn't occurred. And actually there's power in the spoken word. When we speak positive, mm -hmm. when we speak life, when we speak the word of God, when we speak truth, you want truth, you go to the Bible. You want things that are not true. You can convolute, you can create a lot of untrue scenarios in your own mind and create and sabotage ourselves by 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 just doing that over and over and over and over and you're recreating a scenario in your mind that hasn't even happened and i remember what helped me through that anxiety what helped me through that depression what helped me through that that pit that i was in that's what i felt like i was in a pit and uh i i i kept going to church i kept praying but i kept worshiping i kept it's it's incredible it, it seems counterintuitive it seems how can i worship if I'm sad, if I'm sad for no reason. And, and, but literally you press on, you keep moving forward, you keep going. And sooner or later, that cloud will be lifted off. And I believe those clouds are lifted off when we give God the glory, when we continue and endure. I heard a preaching one day that the enemy is like a lion. You know, he roars and he tries to scare mm. people, but the enemy is also like a fly. The flies, they're annoying, they're loud, they're obnoxious, they try to create diseases and poison here and everything, you know, like, you know, because they, what they eat, whatever, but they only last 30 days. The enemy doesn't understand endurance. He doesn't understand when you keep going and you keep praising and you keep living for God when things are going wrong, because he didn't do that. He didn't endure to the end. He doesn't know what it means to be faithful. So when we, these crazy Christians are faithful, it's like, what in the world? I'm going to create havoc. I'm going to create turmoil. And these faithful Christians are still faithful. Boom, he's gone. Like we have our victory. We feel that victory. We feel that renewal, that strength, that touch from God. And it's like, yes, Lord, I know it'll all be well. Amen. And so, yes. <laughs> That's like, oh my days, I can't even begin to imagine those thoughts and feelings that go around um we did have a miscarriage but it was it was quite early on um about six weeks but when you were talking about the thoughts and the the fear of like oh my days is it going to happen again will it happen again but one thing you said or one thing that I realized from from your testimony from what you what you've just shared is that you have to keep going and I think sometimes as Christians, we have this um, 
mentality that you pray once and it should be gone (laughs) you pray once and the anxiety should disappear you pray once and the the depression disappears but actually what you're saying is you kept going until it disappeared you didn't do it once and then just stop and be like oh my days doesn't you have those feelings but you keep pressing on it almost reminded me of David where he has these emotions and he's like has a high like God's amazing then he comes crashing down and he has this low and he's like where are you why would you leave me and then he gets up and he says but still I will praise you Lord and even in your low point ah Erica we're preaching here today Mm -hmm. even in your low point you were able to praise even Mm -hmm. when you don't see the end you're still able to praise. And I think for any mom who's listening, whatever it is that you're going through currently, it seems like you can't get to the end. Maybe you're trying to do it in your own strength. And and that's when you have to give it to God and say, I can't see the end, but I trust you through it. And I'm Mm going to praise you through it until we get to the end together. Mm -hmm. So that's... Yes, I, I agree. And I heard a preaching the other day that says sometimes we want to be like monuments. We want to be like statues, not moving and just here and just always not going through nothing. But we're kind of like trees. Trees have seasons and we're going to have seasons of highs, seasons of lows. But in the midst of it, God will sustain us. God will be our strength and he will receive all of the glory in his presence. There is fullness of joy. So those moments where we lack Um, satisfaction where we lack joy when we're so discouraged or or really there's so much to be thankful for when we begin our days with gratitude and think about what we have because there's so many people out there that don't have an ounce of what we have but there's still people that have so much joy they can be in the most impoverished countries but they have so much joy when they have the lord or or the through their perspective they they're breathing they have life or it's our perspective. And I've, and I've noticed this and I've, and I've mentioned this to, to many people. I said, there can be, uh, there was a psychologist. I don't remember exactly. There's a psychologist who helped these two children. They both came from the same parents. They both had the same in, in situation in their life. You know, the dad left them, whatever. And all these issues later in life, one of them became, you know, a very rich man and he was very wealthy and he had, you know, he had a family and he had this and that. And he said, how could it not how couldn't I have this? How couldn't I turn out the way I did with the parents I had? Hmm. And then the other child, he went through the same people, the same situation, but his perspective, he be, he was a homeless man. And he was, you know, I don't know if this is a true story, but this is an analogy I heard one day. And he said, how could I not with the family that I had with the parents that I had? So it is totally up to us to change, break the change, to change the cycle, to end whatever our families went through, our parents, our grandparents, and, and what we want for our children and, and, and what we want for our offspring. And it, I don't just see Erica. I don't just see me. And I've told my husband many times, I want to be like Abraham and Sarah. You know, it wasn't just about them. It was about their children and their children's yeah. children and their grands, you know, and so forth. And we, I want to be a pillar. I, I don't want to be, I mean, talking about the trees and the monuments. No, but I mean, I want to, I want my, I want to leave that legacy that through Christ, we can endure through Christ, who will be our strength through Christ, he will sustain and he will help. But I do believe the secret is being grateful, but also praise, Mm. worship in the middle of the storm, in the middle of that tunnel where you can't see what's going on. You can't see the light. 
but you know that God is sovereign. He's going to get you through. Just like you said, David. Well, David had such a testimony. He had his, his father-in-law trying to kill him. But you know one thing about David that I admire? Because a lot of people say, well, David was a worshiper and, and David had a heart after God. I was like, how does David have a heart after God if he failed God? And you know what he did? It's like, we real, all know what he did. <laughs> like, I don't get it. But you know what I do know? He stood submitted to God. Mm. When he had the opportunity to kill Saul, because he knew God had still chosen Saul. God, Saul was still king. Saul, David's like, I'm not going to put things in my hands and, and, and get revenge with my father-in-law. He still stood submitted to the Lord. So I wonder if it's praise and worship like David, but I wonder if it's also submitted to the Lord, submitted to his plan, submitted to his will that helps us to have the heart of God and really find the favor of God in our lives. Yes, that's powerful. That's powerful because it's, I, I guess it goes back to what we were talking about before. When you try to do things in your own strength, you can't. When you, when you go under submission of the most high God, then he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can even imagine. Like he's able to use, um, it was Paul who was talking about when God's saying, when, when you are weak, then I can, I can work for you and you could be strong. Like we have to like humble yourself, humble yourself. Yeah. Um, but also position yourself in a place to, to live that life that the most high God has for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been, I've been where you are at the moment. I think with this whole leaving a legacy and for the children, <clears throat> your children are going to see these YouTube videos and see mummy praising through the challenges and that's going to be powerful even if and I'm a strong believer of being very open with your children um and I told my kids oh my days pray for me because mommy's going to do a podcast or she's going to do a webinar and I'm really nervous but it's because I want them to know that I'm human and when you Mm -hmm. give to God he he does things that you didn't think were even possible and mm-hmm. I want them to be able to take that because they're going to come across challenging situations as much as right. I like, I, I can't imagine it. I don't want it. I don't, I right. would love to like, wrap them in cotton wool and nothing terrible will ever happen to them, but like, come on, we're, we're in real life and it will. But if they can see their parents standing for God and praising through it and submitting to God in those challenging times, then they learn. We can say whatever we want, right? But if they don't see us doing, they're just going to do what we say. Mm-hmm. Do what we do, sorry, and not what we say. So if we're not doing what we're saying, that it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They see us submitting. They see us praising. They see us going through hard times and they see the tears rolling down while we're dancing around like David. <laughs> it's going or while washing powerful. dishes. Mm -hmm. I'm serious literally literally Mm -hmm. it's 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 such a blessing being a mom but I almost feel the responsibility as well of Mm -hmm. being I I definitely feel that weight that that responsibility um my purpose is not to have my children act like me look like me Erica, but my children, my purpose is to lead them to Jesus, lead them to the Lord, have and instill a hunger in them for them to find a relationship with the Lord. Because one day, my little eight year old, believe it or not, shall the Lord Terry, 
will be a mom, will be a wife, mm-hmm. will go through her own trials. But if I don't equip her, if I don't in- instruct her, and if I don't be that example that I need to be, it'll come down, it will come back to me. And I believe even in Proverbs 31, um, you know, the, the, about the virtuous woman and with the, the children rise up and call her blessed, you know, and they praise the mom. They, they, and I think that is my reward is when I see my children walking in faith, walking in their own, with their own selves. My, my, my job is to train them for, to live without me, believe it or not. It's sad to yeah. say, I won't be here forever but God will. So I need to train them. You need to clean. You need to brush your teeth. You need to take care of yourself. Your young ladies were not dirty. You know, those etiquette and all those things as well. But when you have a problem, you go to Jesus. When you have a problem, you go to the Lord. And I tell them after you pray, you praise, you worship the Lord, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's yes, telling them, but the most thing they will see and what will stick with them is what we do. Yes. And I remember my mom was a single parent for many years of my life. And I remember, um, you know, sometimes she would be upset and sometimes she, she would um, yell or whatnot. But I remember what, what really helps, what really, I don't care what my mom does. She's my mama because I remember those moments where she'd be crying in her room, praying on her knees and just crying in uncontrollable tears. And, and that, that memory is in my mind, that, that, that picture is still in my mind, so vivid that I don't, you know, I, I have so much, I can't imagine being a single mom. I can't imagine what she went through. I, my husband is my security. He, he takes care of, you know, if there's a bad guy, he'll take care of him. And he's a priest of our home. So, hey, it's up to you, you know, you, <laughs> your job, lead us to Jesus. You know? Whatever you don't do, you're going to give an account for us or you know, if, if the tire blows out, but, but those moms that don't have that, I commend them so much. And they have a special place in my heart because God is giving you that opportunity for him to be your all, for him to be your provider, your protector and your security, which he has been since I was a child. And I've seen my mom go through those things and, and those images of her taking us to church and, 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 and having us my sisters and I get ready and sing in the choir or whatnot and doing her best. That is what I want to leave for my children. It's for them to remember those prayers that I've prayed over them. Those, those tears that I've shed, those times that I've worshiped like crazy and worship like no one's watching because I, no one knows that no one knows how, like no one will understand how we praise or why we worship the way we do, but God knows. Mm. And there's something that happens when we do that continuously, we set the atmosphere in our home. Yes, We are the keepers of our home. So when we, we start our days with prayer and with worship and with singing and our children wake up to that sweet aroma, that's my mama mm. and, and, and not to anger or sad movies or I don't know, you know, but when they wake up to that beautiful noise of your mom, of the mama praying and that beautiful worship and imagine to the Lord, it's a beautiful fragrance, but it is also something beautiful that our children are growing up with and, and they're familiarized with it and it's not unknown to them, it, but then they will be equipped and, and will know this is what we do as moms. This is what we do as women of, of the Lord. It's we, we start our day with, with prayer, with worship. We start our day right because we are the keepers of our home. If we're bad attitude and anger balls and, and, and our children are having tantrums, I'd like to question what are we doing? 
Mm. How are we setting the tone for our day, for our home, the atmosphere? What kind of atmosphere are we setting? Are we always angry? Are we always upset? Are we always screaming? Are we always in a bad mood? Are we always depressed or discouraged? We got to shake it up and we got to move forward because we got our children that are like sponges and they will not only absorb everything we say and do, but they will also re, you know, act out what they're watching, what they're hearing, what they're doing, and it will affect them in the future. Yeah, 100%. I, I feel impressed to speak to the mom who's listening, who may be um, tired of being a mom. And that happens, right? Let's keep it real. There's, there's days when, maybe weeks or even months, where things just haven't been going right. And you may have even questioned why you became a mom or why God made you a mom. But he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes. And sometimes we need to to just pause and reconnect with the Most High God. Because as Erica said, when we connect and when we can start our days with praise and prayer, when we can be recharged spiritually we 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 can change the atmosphere in our home we can change the connection that we have with our children and it's not to say that all of this comes naturally or comes easily we have to be intentional about it and we have to work at it so if your your home isn't how erica's been explaining it and you would like that and you really want that ask god stop and just ask God like what is it that I need to change what is it that we need to do how can we go back or how can we do um I have a home like this where your presence is in the home and where the atmosphere is is literally a heaven on earth because that's what he wants he wants us to be able to have a heaven on earth and and when we have that we're able to then instill um the various character traits, the various values, we're able to foster that relationship with the most high God, with our children, and really encourage them um, to love him. Like my goal is for them to just love him because when they love him, like everything else will fall into place, like because they'll be obedient and they will do his will. And if they just love him. Mm-hmm. So this half an hour goes so quickly and we're coming to the end and there's so much more that I want to say and I want to ask and uh, but I have got one question I have a surprise question are you ready for the surprise question (laughs) I'm ready as can be okay so here he is what has been your biggest failure quote unquote and what did you learn from it Mm. as a mum Biggest failure. Okay. I think, oh brother. Okay. So this is too real. This is last night. Um, so it was 2 AM in the morning. If, if that helps to, for people to side with me. <laughs> and so I was really tired. I'm ready for bed. I had not been on my phone all day. So for me, my phone is like, Hey, that's me time. I get to go on Instagram. I get to go on social media. So for the most part of the day, I try to just, you know, hey, it's my kids time, family time, whatnot. So my nighttime, that's like self time, you know, that's when I, you know, go on my phone and whatnot. My child was my four year old. She kept coming to my room and I, 
you know, I told her, okay, it's time for bed, you know, nice and neat. And, and she ran away. She went back to her room. I don't know how much later she came back and she said, she was just staring at me. I'm like, what are you doing here? I, I told you to go to bed. And, and then, so she goes back to her room and then again, I'm getting ready for bed and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, it's my time now I get to relax at 2 AM in the morning because you know, whatever the holidays and stuff. And so she comes back one more time. And by that time I was like, I told you to go to bed. What are you doing here? And so she runs and I'm getting ready for bed. Like I said, and all of a sudden I hear her sobbing. And my husband gets up and goes checks on her. And, um, and I wait a minute to see what it's about. You know, maybe she doesn't want to go to sleep or whatnot. And um, he, she won't talk to him. She's just crying. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. So my husband, um, I go to the room and I, and I look at my husband and he just leaves like mama's got it. Like, okay. <laughs> so he just left and I'm there and I'm like, Michelle, what's wrong? What, what's the matter? Are you scared? Or, you know, what, what is it? She wouldn't say anything until I, I held her and I said, did I hurt your feelings? I need you to, to tell me what's wrong so that I can know what's wrong. And, and she said, yes. She said, you paid attention to Hannah and you didn't pay attention to me. And, and, and you told me to go to sleep. And she said, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm trying to sleep. And you keep coming to my room. But I said this. I said, you know what? Come here. And I hugged her and I said, I'm sorry. Sometimes mommy needs to remember that you're still four. Sometimes mommy needs to remember that you're not a grown-up and I need to be careful how I tell you things and that you you need mommy to be nicer and you need me to 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 say things nicely. It is time to go to sleep, but I just want you to know mommy loves you, daddy loves you, the Lord loves you, your sisters love you, you are so special to us. And I said it's time for bed, okay? But I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. I'm sorry for making you cry. You, you don't, mommy does not need to be doing that. Um, and I'm sorry if, if, if I hurt your feelings. I said, do you forgive me? And she said, I forgive you. She said, yes. And so she ended up coming to my bed eventually <laughs> back to my room. But that is a, a real moment to remind me. They're not Okay, one thing that I that is important that I remind myself all the time is treat your little four-year-old, treat your little eight-year-old, your little six-year-old, your little two-year-old like little you. Mm. What is the attention that you needed, the love that you needed, the 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 the, the I don't know, just the tenderness. When you think about yourself and you think about well, when we have our issues in our own personal lives, our childhood, it humbles us to remember, hey this child is precious to God. Mm. This child belongs to God. Even so many scriptures, the Lord says, bid not these children to come to me, you know, let them come to me. If you want to be, go to heaven. You got to be as a child. Mm. The children are so, so precious to the Lord. And, 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 and so we need to remember that or God will humble us. And there's so many mamas out there that don't have that opportunity to be moms. And, and we, for some reason, God, we have found grace on God, the eyes of the Lord, for us to become mothers to these beautiful, precious children that are so impersonable, that, that are so precious to him, that are going to become somebody for him, for his glory. They're going to become something great. Not that we're great, but because God is great and because God is, 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 
doing something beautiful in our family. And as I remember a lot of things in my grandma, my grandma, what she went through as a woman, even through going, getting married with Christian men, they still dealt with issues or problems or th- situations in their lives. And, you know, so just because you're a Christian, it doesn't mean you don't have issues. Yeah. But I, I remember, and I proclaim every morning, I said, Lord, whatever I went through as a kid, whatever my mom went through, my grandma went through, my kids are not going to go through that. The chains are broken. That cycle is over. We are going to become better. And and these, um, we got to proclaim those blessings for our children, you know, and and for their lives, because they're not going to be children forever. One day they will leave their own home. My son will leave his own home. My, 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 my daughters will, will be keepers of their own home one day. And my, my job is to be that example of Christ, be that example of um, whom the Lord wants them to be and who God wants me to be. And when I'm human and when I fail and when I scream or when I lose my patience or when I even have a bad attitude, it's important for me to say, Hey, that was mommy. That was not because of God. That was my mistake. And I'm sorry. And let's move forward. And can you forgive me? And, and I will make a mistake again because I'm human and, and I, I it can neither be, I forget something or, um, but, but God knows that my desire is for my children to know that they can come to me, to know that they can be honest with me. And if I have offended them, because they're precious to the Lord. Definitely. And I suppose that with the podcast, it's about mums. It's not just about mums can work. Mums can have a business. Mums can actually, mums can be the best mom that God wants them to be moms mm. can be the keepers of their homes moms can be content in their mothering in their motherhood ness <laughs> if that was a word moms can like moms can enjoy this journey of motherhood um, and moms can be an example and leave a legacy for their children as well so Erica it has been so amazing speaking to you honestly I feel touched I feel ready I'm ready to be praising in the morning that's what I know um and for all the other mums listening I'm sure they're feeling the same as well so before we go can you just let the mums know where they can find you oh I'm sure can I just say one more thing go on please please do the last thing is if we if you did not grow up with that nurturing mom or you did not grow up with a mom or you did not a lot of things that we do as women right now is has to do with what we were, what we experienced as children or how we were treated as children. But if you did not have that, God can teach you how to mother. He can teach you how to nurture through his presence and in reading his word and preaching and staying connected to him. He will show you a love that you weren't given. He will show you a love that you can give and he will help you. And he will sustain you and you will be the best mom to your children and he will receive all the glory, but don't, don't feel discouraged. Don't be dismayed. God is with you and he will, he will show you how to be a mom. He will show you, he will give you that love for your children that if you don't have it yet, keep seeking him and he will, he will give it to you. I promise you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. So my YouTube channel, it's just Keeper of My Home. And I also have an Instagram, Keeper of My Home. You can find me on Keeper of My Home. I will, I, I upload videos 
on motherhood, on faith, on testimonies, on encouragement for women, um, and also the practical life things um, like uh, where do I find curriculum that's for free. And I'm also part of a lot of collaborations with a lot of homeschool YouTube moms that are already established. And, and so they, they allowed me to be part of their group. And, and so we have a, um, a lot of videos coming up about uh, virtual cookie exchange, um, you know, Christmas ideas for kids and things like that as well. Um, and so I welcome you if you want to join me on my, my YouTube channel or my Instagram, I'll be there. And uh, it's, 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 I'm here to serve you. It's not about, it's not about me. It's just what, what do you need? What, what do you, what, 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 how can I serve you better? And, and how can I help you more? And how can we help each other and encourage each other in this journey of motherhood? And uh, I don't have it all together, but I know the one who does. Amen. And so we totally got this. Definitely. If you want more encouragement, please check out Erica's YouTube channel and Instagram, Keeper of My Home. I will put all of the links below in the show notes. Erica, thank you so much. We needed the encouragement. I needed the encouragement. Mm. Thank you so much. And mamas, remember that mums can do all things through Christ who gives them strength. Mm. Adios. Hey mama, welcome to the Mums Can podcast, a bi-weekly show to encourage, empower and educate mums of faith around the world on how to be confident in who God made them and to live out the purpose he has for their lives. My name is Kashina and I am a wife to an awesome husband, a mum to beautiful triplet girls and an adorable son. I am on a mission to help mums be the best versions of themselves by sharing stories, tips and tricks of everyday mums doing extraordinary things in God's strength.